Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Forever. Dog. When first choice is a big old bus. You turn around and boom, you end up with us. Are you ready for some sloppy seconds? Are you ready to get sloppy up in this bitch, you little bitches, you little fucking bitches? I think people really appreciate when you talk to them like that. I think they do, too. It keeps them coming back. Hey, uh, you just moved to a new place and your ceiling collapsed? <laughs> Literally, like, uh, maybe a week into living there, the ceiling in my guest bedroom fell through because there was people re-roofing the whole house, Mm-mm. and they dropped something really heavy, and it just kind of went straight through... And now um, there's a hole in my Now you have a skylight. Yeah. Well, that's what I keep saying. I was like, well, if we're in there, I mean, just patch it up with (laughs) Just turn it into a rectangle, slap a little. You know, it's the room in the house that I wouldn't go to if there was an earthquake. Like, it looks shaky to begin with. (laughs) You have one room that looks shaky? It was an add-on to the, like, it's an original 1920s house, but then there was, like, an addition onto the back of it, which is where our laundry room and the guest bedroom are. Why are you really bragging you have a laundry room and a guest bedroom and you're not even, oh, no, you are 30. I just turned 30 and good I Good for you. How are you doing? Things. I'm good. You're currently, when this is airing, you will be in the UK on tour with Race Chaser Pod with Willem in Alaska. I will, yes. It's like we're talking about the future. How are you going to be ranked? Tell me how they're doing, how you imagine them to be doing in their first week there. They're great. They're so pro. They're super pro. When we did the first live show, we did, we did a show in LA and a show in San Francisco. And I remember freaking out because I was like, yeah, we have an outline, but it's like 90 minutes or two hours of them just like talking on stage Mm -hmm. like you have to be charismatic you have to be funny you have to be ready to go and not that i underestimated them but after that show i was like oh we had to cut a ton of stuff because they're fucking pros yeah they're good they just sort of like run they do you know bits and riffs and gifs and my favorite part was when they just lip synced at the end but no one was lip syncing and they were just walking up and down the aisles collecting money they were their, singing at their theater they show. were real they were singing they were like we're gonna get tips out of this somehow you gotta get, get tips. me down in that aisle you gotta get tips all right <laughs> that cough you heard that cough you heard is from our special guest top three on rupaul's drag race season eight a major contender from the drag race holiday spectacular a makeup slay. Mogul. you have to say holla slay well, that's not what's in the notes. Because you edited my notes, because I correctly wrote Hollis Slay. Hollis Slay, spectacular and makeup mogul. It's Kim Chi. Kim Chi. Hello. I said I was coming onto an ASMR. Po- I can't even talk right now. I said I was coming into an ASMR <laughs> podcast, but here I am, did stuttering. You, did you want to? <laughs> should we take it down a notch? Do you want to whisper? Do you want us to whisper? Hi. Hi. Ooh. Hi. Hi, Meatball. Hi, Hi Big Dipper. Hi. How are you doing? Good. This podcast is cute to me. Good. Oh, good, wow, good, good. quoting old school songs, <laughs> I like that. Oh, so you've done your research. I mean, I've seen him in Chicago. Oh um, yeah, you used to live there. We yeah. have that connection. Now, I have a Humble question. beginning. You lived in Andersonville in Chicago, right? I lived in Boys Town, Andersonville, um, South Loop, everywhere. Which did you like more, Boys Town or Andersonville? Andersonville is quieter, less crazy. I lived, okay, so I lived on Olive Street. That's where I lived. In that apartment building. Yep. That... Like, 
after I moved out, I went to hang out with Shay, and she was living across the hall from my old apartment. Oh. Did you live in that apartment? I lived in that apartment. Shut up. With Roland? That was the landlord? Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> that is so creepy. And when I lived there, across the hall from me, I met this woman named Jeannie, and she had babysat for me when I was like four. She Whoa. was like a like a like a filmmaker, and we were like balcony buddies or whatever. We like li- you know we both lived on the second or third floor. I forget. And when we like chatted one day, and she asked me because my name was on the mailbox, and she was like, "Are your parents so and so?" And I was like, "Yes." Yeah. She was like, "I babysat for you when you were a baby." That's crazy. She uh-huh. was like, Wait. "I recognize the beard." So then, did you move out because you got bed bugs? No! Did you guys get bed bugs? We got bed bugs, and <gasps> I found out the previous time I moved out because they had bed bugs in their apartment, and we didn't know when we moved in. Oh my god! Well, I can really get into it. Me and my roommate lived there, and then she went traveling in Australia, mm-hmm. and I a couple moved in, and they were so messy, and so crazy that I sequestered myself into my bedroom. Oh, never left. And then I left and I moved into a basement uh, up behind Touche. I lived in a basement with a lesbian couple and their eight-year-old son and they were getting a divorce but didn't tell him. Whoa. And they were like, here, we'll have a distraction and have a young man live in the basement and you can That's pick him up. That's great for your time of need. Another person <laughs> the Meanwhile, I was only there for like six months. You know what's left. crazy is that like I'm sure people are hearing these stories and thinking that we're insane but I just remember like living in cities you have to do whatever it takes. Like if you're in a small town you can get a house for $800 right totally but like in LA or New York or Chicago <laughs> $800 a month will get you like a basement one window it's gonna be really high right Got a so I, dollar. <laughs> I skipped out I skipped out on that lease with them and okay. it was like I felt really bad but I was just like I can't live in this mess anymore you did the and right so thing. I left maybe they got bed bugs oh that explains everything <laughs> My life was ruined for like a year after that. Oh yeah, my God. what do you do when you get a bunch of bed bugs? Basically, you throw everything away. And Did start you have your to throw over. drag away? Yes, <sighs> but which but is it's fine because I mean, blessing, right? wow. Yeah, I don't. I, <laughs> I mean, I don't reuse drag that much. So oh, wow. why are you looking at me like that? Wow. I don't reuse drag that much. Excuse me, ma'am. <laughs> So wait, so you started drag in Chicago? Yes. Are you originally from Chicago? I'm originally from the tropical Okemos, Michigan. Mm, Very okay. tropical. Yeah, it seems like it. <laughs> and then just like every gay in small town, I moved to Chicago because it was like the next big thing. Were you? So you were born in Michigan? Yes. And then in your childhood, you I went, went to, to elementary Korea? school in Korea. Okay. And then came back to Michigan. Yep. And then went back. Hung to Korea out with Tyler was- Oakley. <laughs> no, we weren't like friends. We had we had some like similar friends in our circle, but we weren't like That's kind of a wild thing to be like, yeah, we went to high school together and now, you know, you're both gay. famous gay people. <laughs> now you're both gay. And now we're both just homosexuals. That's awesome. Wait, so what made you I was just like uh, what, what an amazing moment for a host to be completely checked out and just go that's awesome well I don't know what to say to that it's like cool you went to school with another like famous gay person I feel like here in Hollywood I don't like, know at Hollywood High School like everyone is famous and sure. ends up going to school together so. but I'm from Okemos, Michigan yeah the theater. tropics of Okemos, wait what Michigan. is that where is that because I lived in show us on the, yeah, show the, on the map it's right in the middle right next to Lansing which is the capital of Michigan Okay, because I was at Interlochen, which is like near. Some, oh, okay. Some you were a band kid. I no, I was a theater, theater. kid. Oh, okay. Don't you know about her vibrato? No. Yes. <laughs> Wait, let me. Yes, Diva. Yes, Diva. Wait, I might have gotten that one. No. Oh, I didn't. <laughs> womp, no womp. way near. 
I uh, was out this weekend at the Bullet Bar, and I ran into some people who are listeners, and they told me to uh, tell you to stop singing. Kill. <laughs> they can die. Okay. They can. No, I love your singing. Please sing the entire. Let's have a musical episode yes! of this podcast. No, 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 no. Everyone would love it. Sure, sure they would. So, um, you were going to talk about drag, right? Yeah, I was going to. Awesome, awesome. I guess we could talk about drag. That sounds cool. Yeah, well, what do you don't want to know about drag? Uh, well, I need a few pointers, pointers, some tips. Okay. How did you start drag? What was your first like foray into like getting into ladies' clothes? Well, so this drag queen named Pearl, who was on Drag I've heard Race, of her. Season heard of her. Seven, yeah. yeah. Uh, we were. Do you have her phone number? <laughs> yes, I do. Okay. Uh, we were best friends at the time, and she was like... At the time. <laughs> no, I mean, like, we're still friends, but oh, we're just, like, not, like, we don't keep in touch like we used to. Oh. But um, she was like, I'm going to do drag for fun on Halloween. Do you want to do it with me? And I was like, all right, I guess I could try. And then we both got in drag, went out on Halloween, and then we ended up getting booked for a show that night. Oh, my God, that's so insane. At the time, like, I mean, like, Chicago drag was really thin. You either had those, like, continental pageant girls or, yeah. like... The alternate girls at Berlin, and yeah, it wasn't very polished at the time. What show were you booked for? For it was at the time the show was called. God, I forgot what the show was called. Where it was, was it? At Berlin on okay. Saturday. It yeah. was before Drag Matinee. Was Drag Matinee? It was. Was it the show that because uh, T Rex was on the show and said that she bought or took over the took Saturday over. night? So yeah. it was the previous. The previous show, yeah, whatever I just can't that remember was. what it was yeah, called. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy, yeah. though. And did you know Pearl from what? Doing makeup? Did no, you so do like makeup met... at a counter, or you no, were doing so... graphic design, or what were you doing? How I met Pearl is a crazy story on its own. But I was working as a graphic designer for a corporate. Okay. Wow. And I've never done makeup before. And I went to Florida to visit one of my friends. And my friends threw a house party, and about ten people showed up. And Pearl Rager. was one of them. Raise your house party. Wait, you <laughs> met Pearl in Florida? Florida, yeah. What? Because Pearl was living in Florida yeah, at the time. Yeah, because Pearl lived in Florida so, before Chicago, right? But it was like a very, yeah. But it was like a very PG party. So, like, we sat, like, board games. We played, like, drawing games. So, anyways. <laughs> What's a drawing game? Tell me the fuck I out. come back to Chicago. <laughs> and a week after. I did a party with drugs, bitch. <laughs> You're like, well, let me draw a bag of ketamine. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, this very. I'm not Willem. <laughs> So anyways, I come back to Chicago, and a week later, I go to a different house party, which was also a different board game night, because oh, I'm wild. And Pearl was there, and we were like, wait, didn't I just meet you in Florida a week ago? And he's like, yeah, I just moved here. I didn't know you lived in Chicago. That's so insane. And then y'all started doing drag at Berlin. Yep. And then here you are, and here the I'm owner in your... of a makeup company. <laughs> Little old me. Little old me. What? you start doing them when did you start with the makeup because i was at your makeup launch party it was wild you had sushi you had donuts you had places to do your makeup she had cocktails poolside poolside baby pool. yeah i got in the that, pool baby i that jumped that was in. your house where you hosted the party that was definitely her house. totally yeah yeah i live in a giant <laughs> that was her mansion. back house <laughs> <laughs> on my drag queen salary yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> Yeah, because a lot of people, I mean, right now there are, it's, it's a long list of queens who have makeup out, mm -hmm. but you had been developing lines of makeup with Sugar Pill and like products prior to launching your own line, correct? Yep. So you've been doing it for a while. So I ba I basically went to launch my makeup like as my season was airing at the time, but it's a lot of work. You know, yeah. you have to talk to like the component manufacturers, you have to talk to like the labs and... 
So just like physically it was impossible. And then after Drag Race aired, I was just so busy with touring and traveling that I didn't have time to work on it. Right. So then last year, um, Tony Ko, who was the founder of NYX Cosmetics, yeah. reached out to me. And then it went from there. And, and she's a legend in the makeup world. Yeah, totally. You know, she knows everything that she needs to know. So I jumped at the chance and here we are. Did you have some of those ideas from when season eight was airing? Did you hold on to those and then use those in the new launch, or is it all brand new? So, uh, basically all brand new. So, at the time, before season eight, Naomi Smalls and I were actually going to do a makeup company together. Oh, really? Oh, fun. Mm-hmm. In retrospect, like, I'm glad, like, it didn't work out <laughs> that way. No, 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 not because it's Naomi, but um, at the time, <laughs> oh. the Neverland. Um, oh, the Neverland of it all. The Neverland Funny. people the were, Never, like, Neverland. helping us with it. Right. And you know, had had we gone that route, they know, were doing like, that. It would have never happened. <laughs> they we would have never gotten the money. <laughs> that three sixty uh, management degree. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> they they want a piece of it all. They like went from like the top agency to like. Are you being sued right now? Supposedly, but I haven't been served. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, is that real? Well, I that say, you haven't been served. I don't. I don't think any of us got served. That's what I'm saying. It's one of those slap lawsuits where they just like say out loud, like, hey, we're going to do this. We'll even like try to file the papers, but they don't have enough money to actually sue you, I don't think. Wow. Well, here, that's all conjecture. Sure. <laughs> oh, you're trying not to get sued again. True. You've gotten sued before, too. <laughs> I have three lawyers. <laughs> three lawsuits going have, on. <laughs> For what? Slander, libel, Slander, defamation. Li- one from Willem. I'm just kidding. No, we're fine. Car accident. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just a lot, but it's fine. Um, <laughs> but it's fine. She's like, I got my suits. I go to courts. I'm gonna <laughs> say hi fine. to the judges. I know where the good parking spots are. No, but it's just, I feel like they're. it's not real. I feel like it's one of these where they're just trying to keep you guys quiet. Because you all came out at the same time talking. Yeah. Well, also, like, we are telling the truth, and truth does not equal defamation. Yeah, right. So even if it goes to court, like, they have no chance in winning. That's what right. I just said. I was like, if they owe you money and you said they owe me money, that's not slander. That's a fact. Right. And, like, you can't sue someone for calling you a bitch. Or being like, you're bad at your job. It's like, that you can't sue someone for that. Exactly. Especially for, like, quote-unquote, a public figure, you right. know? Yeah. What is that? So, speaking of this, like, you have a massive social media following. It's huge. And um, you... <laughs> wow. Wow. The shrug. She shrugged The off. shrug heard around the studio. What are you at, 1.5 million? Sure. Yeah, sure. Meanwhile... I mean, it's all numbers. Sure, of course. It's sure, all sure, numbers. Sure, sure, sure. And what do you think of... Instagram They're taking away the likes. the likes. I actually like it. You would, because you yeah. have 1.5 million followers. 1.8. 1.8 million followers, so you don't care. No, I mean, but I feel like it shouldn't be about the likes. It should be about, like, the content and people, like, appreciating the content. Agreed. But for me, I need to know what content is working. But you'll, get, you'll still get to see the likes. Yeah, oh, you get to other like? people. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, as long and, as I know. And you can like, still see how it. How am I supposed to know if it's just nothing and I'm just posting to avoid with no. No, but the general public doesn't get to see how many likes you get. Right, but you can, and then you can send that information to the brands who want to pay you to do the thing. Oh, oh yeah. Great idea. <laughs> You're like, oh, I'm shocked. I don't have an entire agent who only works on brand deals for me. Wait, so speaking of Instagram, one of the greatest pieces of media that I consumed, uh, maybe in 2019, mm-hmm. was your extended story about Chow Chow Designs. Oh, my God. Chow Chic Designs. What did you Chum call chain. them? Chump change. change. Yeah. That was a, I just want to so, say. That was the story of Drag Race 2000. What was that? Or Drag <laughs> on 2017 the, or 18? The, it, was, it felt like a podcast. The writing, 
the writing was so like I was the like, what happened there, next? I pulled over. I was like in my car because what happened was I had seen some of it, mm-hmm. and then I was going to work and I was driving, and then and then uh, when I got back in my car, I saw that there were more stories, and I was like, okay, well I'll drive home. And traffic was so bad, I was like, fuck it, and I just pulled over and I started reading through the stories. For everybody who doesn't know what he's talking about, for one of the drag cons, Kimchi had commissioned like three dresses, three dresses from yeah. these two designers that seemed very eager to make her stuff and send it to her. And you had commissioned them what, like months and months, before, months in advance, yeah, before DragCon. I don't work last minute. I yeah. like to be organized and have everything laid out. And yeah, and that way, in case anything <coughs> goes wrong, like this, yep. <laughs> and so it was like what the week of DragCon, and you still hadn't received anything, Any and they pictures, weren't responding. Nothing, no yep. pictures, and then they brought you one or two things to DragCon, and you used them as the rug. Yeah, on which people walked across. They to were get so to bad. Her. They were terrible. You were like, "Pick it up. Look at the seams." But they didn't even sew it. They just took like a vintage outfit and then Glued like cut stuff. the label out of it and glue shit onto it. It's it's wild to think. And then also like and the thing, shoot that, like a thousand dollars. The thing that was so great about what you were doing in the way that you relayed the story is that you were. You were like calling out all the bullshit and then you had all of these amazing messages from them that were like so convoluted and twisted of like, oh, last minute crazy emergency. We can't fly. We have to drive and we need to do this. And and it just you were proving them wrong at every moment. And it just it boggles my mind that people think not only in this day and age when you can use social media to to not only like call people on their shit, but also like that they thought you didn't know what a expensive custom garment, garment would like, be. Yeah. That was just wild. It was so entertaining for me. I but mean, I'm but, sure stressful for you. I mean, it's not like a drag con without a little con, right? Yeah. And, after, <laughs> and that keeps happening to you. And like One the, year, didn't you show up to drag con and your just booth wasn't even ready? Yep. <laughs> she so, showed up to an empty booth. There was nothing there. There was the stanchions for a line, but yep. there was nothing to line up for. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. How do you? What do you? How do you deal with that? You know, that's why going forward, I'm not doing DragCon anymore. I'm just over it. Yo, oh. yo, exclusive. Pew, pew, you heard it here first, baby. No, I mean like DragCon is an amazing opportunity. It's an amazing place for queens to meet. You know, like yeah. all their fans. But there's so much stress involved in everything, from like ordering merch to setting up the booths. And I feel like. Setting up the booth alone is becoming like a competition to see who could have like the most biggest extravagant booth. Not this year, baby. No? Not in New York. Did you see any big extravagant? I saw some printed backdrops. No, I didn't go to the LA one this year. And then... The LA one was, I would say, a little bit more competitive like that. But it always gets like that when um, Alyssa Edwards is doing anything. (laughs) And then... But the New York one was not... You were there for a minute, but it was mostly just backdrops. I mean, I thought the Work the World was the best one because it was just like four of y'all lined up next to each other in a smart way. But no, I don't think anyone went all out. No one had big props. No one did anything. Like, it was mostly black backdrops. They could all die. Well, I mean, it's a fun event, but you know, like, with anything, like when the hype dies down, you know, like, what's next? I will say, yeah, it wasn't the most packed one either. So do you think from this going forth, DragCon is just going to get, like, fewer and fewer people? I don't know, because, I mean, I feel like the love for drag race Mm -hmm. and drag in general just growing bigger and bigger. I think it's just a matter of having to, like, being able to get the queens there. And there's, like, queens like me who's completely burnt out on it and who don't want to go. Yeah. But then there's queens just happy to be there, like Meatball, so. Wow. Look, I would never do a booth. I don't <laughs> think that that would be a good idea no. for but, me at all. But think about it. If if 
if the attendance drops just a little bit, then when you go, you feel better about paying your admission mm-hmm. because you're not spending two days in four hour lines and you've met four queens, but you can actually sort of navigate it a little more. And I think that will maybe have like better longevity for the idea of a convention. Yeah. And less about like flash in the pan hype of like, I got to go and try to meet 50 of my favorite Queens, but it's like, (coughs) Oh, there's a bunch of people here and the lines aren't too crazy, but it's not like wall to wall packed. Or from like a consumer's point of view, like maybe they should organize it. So they sell tickets to each of the Queens. Yeah. So then people will know, like, all right, I got to see this queen at this time. I don't have to I... get in line at this time. Yeah, because sometimes, you know, hours. like, if you're trying to meet Katya, get there early in the morning and you might wait all day still. Mm-hmm. And you're not going to give you to see anything oh, else. That's so wild. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Eating better is easy with Factors Delicious ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes you'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week including calorie smart protein plus and keto also there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long when my fridge is stocked with factor meals i'm like oh baby i don't have to think about this Mm -hmm. like It is so nice. The combinations are so good. I am a meat eater, but the vegetable options, there are so many. Like, I remember I had like a, it was like a mushroom with pasta and like a cauliflower rice. And I was like, the mushroom is filling. Like, there's plenty of uh, portion, there's plenty of vegetable, and there's plenty of flavor. And I am usually sort of not a microwave person. Mm -hmm. Very cool that this quality of food can just be heated up in the microwave. And so fast. I also love it because I am a, a very much into ordering delivery. I and know. now having all the food there, I can kind of ma- pick what I want and it's ready in two minutes. I don't have to wait an hour for stuff to get delivered. And these are way healthier options than ordering delivery. Completely. And when they have multiple things in them, you know, sometimes it's like, oh, if I cook for myself, all I'm going to eat is the biggest bowl of pasta you've ever seen in your life. But this is oh, yeah. like, you get a little pasta and the chicken and a vegetable all in one dish. Looking for gourmet meals try meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon shrimp truffle butter broccolini and asparagus and factor meals eliminate the hassle of prepping cooking or cleaning up all you got to do is heat up and savor the good stuff customize your weekly meals with the flexibility to get as much or as little as you need pause to reschedule deliveries that suit your lifestyle and we're celebrating earth day all month long with factor look out for the earth month eats badge on the menu items for their lowest carbon footprint meals head to factormeals.com slash sloppy seconds 50 and use code sloppy seconds 50 to get 50 percent off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code sloppy seconds 50 at factormeals.com slash sloppy seconds 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. That's a sleigh, baby. But in that in the in those moments, like when you go, holy shit, these people are coming to meet me and I don't have my outfits or what am I going to do? This booth is empty or I get to a theater and X, Y, Z or a show. It feels like there's a lot of pressure. I mean, like you're mm-hmm. literally known around the world. You, uh, I think I mean, you just did the work, the world tour. How do you deal with that pressure? At times like that, I think to myself, like, God damn, I wish I was skinny. 
Wait, why? Same, yeah, flying yeah, yeah. on all those fucking no, airplanes. No, because I mean, it's hard to find clothes that fit me, like oh. dra- good drag mm-hmm. outfits that fit me. Like when Naomi Smalls and I went to Australia and our bags got lost, Naomi went to Topshop and just like, you know, bought a few things and yeah. she looked amazing. And I was like, well, I don't know what to do. And a local queen loaned me some captains. So Naomi's, you know, like looking snatched, you know, like looking beautiful and stunning. And you're like, and there I was in like captain and like a curly wig. Literally looking like I'm going to like a hair salon to get my Wait, hair Wait, I want to see pictures of yeah. this. I don't oh, think I've seen there's it. no pictures of it in existence. Uh, <laughs> you were like, <laughs> I'm you not might, doing that. You might be able to find videos of it, but I made That's sure to. That's crazy. No, I found that I've one time mm-hmm. my luggage got lost and I started to freak out because I was like, there's no girl in this city that can let me borrow any. Like, I'm not yep. the same right. size as anybody else. But then, like, the most annoying part of all of this, you know, like, the fans online, they see that and they're like, oh, they couldn't turn up, like, a look on a fly, blah, 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 like, for a look queen. But what they don't realize is, like, I just landed and I had, like, hour and a half to get ready. Yeah. You know? Yeah. How are you supposed to make, like, it takes weeks to make a look. You know? Rude. And I don't know, like, to me, I'm I'm just so interested in, like, the pressure because you seem like... It's all so cool. chill. Like you, yeah, know, exactly. Is it like even when you're on like the Work the World tour and stuff and like I'm watching your stories or Naomi's stories or people that I, I'm friends with, it's crazy to see like how fun and like calm y'all seem. Mm-hmm. And I want to know who's like the crazy stressed out person. Who's the one that's always like, I don't have time. I can't. I can't. I don't want to sleep on the bus. Um, I mean, everybody sleeps on the bus, but yeah, Naomi's very chill. I'm very pretty chill. Yeah. Uh, Plastic Tierra is really chill. Yeah. Um... I would say probably like the ones that are most particular is probably Asia O'Hara. Love her to death. She's mm-hmm. so funny, but she's very particular. But didn't she have a hand in like making this tour happen or like create a design on it or something? I think she was in charge of like the creatives. Isn't that crazy? That's amazing. Yeah. Like, she's really talented. She's yeah. really good at what she does and she's hilarious in the mic. I love that. We're going to Asia, Australia next February. And you love going to Asia because you love eating Asian food, right? Yeah, it's like soul food. So it's like, <laughs> That's my kind of soul food. I We're going to go get food after this. And last night I thought it was so funny. I was like, not to be racist, but I kind of want Korean barbecue tomorrow. <laughs> not to be racist. So dumb. Well, she clapped back real quick. <laughs> um, where do you like to eat in L.A.? Oh, my God. L.A.? Has the best food. Does it yeah. really? Yes. Why aren't we going to the best food then today? You've never asked. You don't text me or call me. You're wow. literally always out of town. And when I do text or call you, you're like too busy to talk. That's not lie. That's not lie. <laughs> I said, that's not a lie. <laughs> that's not a lie. <laughs> it's true. But what, so where do you like, what do you like to eat? What do you like to eat? Okay, Donuts. so. Um, you know, the past four years that I've gotten donuts at every gig, like every mm-hmm. show, that I'm you're only, over it. I'm a little donut out. Wow. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but okay, so if you go to like Alhambra, mm-hmm. uh huh, best Chinese food ever. Really? Like, everywhere. Oh my god! There's a place called Henry's Cuisine that does um these Vietnamese st- Vietnamese style lobsters along with like various Chinese dishes that are so fucking amazing. Okay, Have Henry. Have you been to King's Buffet in Hollywood? Okay. It, was it good? Mm, no. no. <laughs> what are you doing? Don't it's go just there. Like an Asian. Okay. Well, no, um, I like to avoid buffets because of my like childhood trauma. Talk about it. My oh, parents happened? would never go to a restaurant because they didn't want to pay for an appetizer, like dessert, and tip on top of that. So we would only go to Old Country Buffet growing up. Like every time we ate at it, was at Old Country Buffet. My mom would take us there at 3.30. No, no, no. 3.15. We went in the car until 3.20. 
we go in right at 325, pay the lunch price fee, sit down, and at 330 they change over to dinner. Oh my god. That is Okay, so my that's parents, gangster, that's though. really gangster. Because my parents used to do a very similar thing. They would lie about our age so that we would be, like, younger so that they could get, like, the discount. I thought you guys were rich. Pizza. How do you think a rich person stays rich? Oh. <laughs> the deals. Um, or we would, every Sunday after church, because we, like, couldn't decide on what to get, we would always go to this cafe called Cafe East, and it was a buffet. And it was, like, Chinese and American food, and we would get that every Sunday. Cafe I, East. Oh, That's honey. how they talk about Eastern cuisine in Texas. <laughs> Cafe East. And it was just a big neon sign in the middle of, like, a shopping mall. But it was, we would go there every Sunday, and I would buffet it down. Wow. You gotta start with the dessert. Why? What? Why? Why would you start with the dessert? Because that's just how you do, baby. No. Yes, no. Baby. Wait. What do you mean? No. You go over. You grab your little piece of frozen cheesecake. No. You bring it back to the table. You munch, munch. What do you mean? No. Hold on. Let me finish. Then you You're go over. Hey. You go over and you get your little ribs, your little red ribs, and then you get the lo mein, and then you go back and sit down and you. No, eat no. That. You start with like a something crunchy, something yes, fried. fried, and then the after appetizer. that you get a salad to you know like freshen it up, yes. and then you go for the main courses. Yes, and no. then fuck yes. a salad all day. Never Des- have a salad at a buffet. Des- what are you doing? You're wasting space. No, I disagree because it evens it out. Baby, have a have a glass baby. of water. Oh, baby. Oh, baby, baby, have a glass of water with some lemon in it. Baby. That'll even it Maybe out. Maybe it's a cultural difference between all of us. Um, yeah, I could imagine you think there it's might I'm be. Dark? No, <laughs> I could imagine there might be. Where are you from? A cultural difference, Texas. Belize. Where are you? Um, Texas well, people. Is Texas it... people are a little backwards. Are they? You tell me. I think so. You said it, not me. I don't. I don't <laughs> like them. Don't tell you that much. I don't like the people in Texas. Just, just Dallas. So, um. When you were on Drag Race on season eight, mm-hmm. you would transition. <laughs> yeah, we got off topic. Uh, <laughs> yeah. no, just kidding. You... you always go dessert first. <laughs> so when you ate dessert on Drag Race, write in or call in to our new call in number you know and let number? us know if it's dessert first, divas. Do you know Wait, the before we talk about Drag Race, can yeah. I talk about something? Yeah. Did you know that um you were like um infamous among like drag queens in Chicago? Me? Yes. For what? So whenever you come to a drag show, um, which is very rare, no. yeah, but it was like um, known among like all the queens that you never looked impressed, and what? So, and whenever you would tip anyone, like it would be like news. Not that, not because you don't tip. What? Be news? No, no. And we were like, oh. <laughs> and we were like, big tipper just tipped me, and it's like, girl, you're killing it tonight. <laughs> it was like a sign. Of, it was like a sign of validation. Cause like you never- <laughs> I just saw his head grow twice the size. That's <laughs> wild. But I, now that you're saying that, I would used to go to like uh, hydrate, mm-hmm. and I would only tip the girls who were doing a good job. Exactly. <laughs> and then uh, all the other times, you never looked impressed. <laughs> so that is so rude of me. No, 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 no. Well, I mean, I think it's just just you. Like it <laughs> takes a lot for you to be impressed. I guess you that's need true. a show. Like yeah. you need. Not even like you need, you need mild choreo, you need a reveal, yeah. You want a wig to be glued down, yeah. I remember the first time I saw Nisha Lopez, she's beautiful. I was like, uh, you get my money, <laughs> take you all my money. You love just a pretty queen, yeah. Like, you love a Who doesn't love a pretty, girl? pretty, pretty thing to look at? Meatballs, it's a little hurt <laughs> right now, yeah. Wait, that I'm is a little hurt right now. That is shocking because honestly, I feel like I no, it wasn't a bad thing, no, it's just shocking to it's hear. Not because a good one either. I feel like I got into like 
I kind of got into the scene in Chicago and then I like moved to New York right away. So I felt a really strong connection in my roots mm-hmm. as like a creative person and as an artist. But after I started, did you know him when he had the rat tail? Or when he had orange hair, we just knew of orange. each other right. in yeah, Chicago. We never, we never, we, never, we, never friends we actually never interacted. Fuck yeah. off! I only did that for you know why, a music video in oh, which man. I was asked for. Yeah. <laughs> um, did I ever tell you that? Okay, so Meatball recently posted this photo of me. I was in a music video and I was asked to get cornrows in my hair. <laughs> so this is my co-host. I like where this is going. I got cornrows. Cancel him. <laughs> Dox him. Wait, I saw Lady Bunny was just on Monet's talk show Mm -hmm. and she said something horrible as usual. And then Monet just responded with, um, uh, if you stay canceled, you don't have to get canceled. (laughs) (laughs) And I was, (laughs) Lady Bunny was like, I like that. Uh, so I went and got my hair braided, uh, like a block from my house, (laughs) and I brought in a bag of hair and I had extensions put on the cornrows. Love that. And then <laughs> I braided one into my beard. Oh. And if you look at that photo you posted, it in fact, there was one coming out of my beard. I don't even know where I posted it. On your Instagram story. So it's in your archives. Somewhere in there. And so it out. I, I, I'm wearing that in the video. And it's a Caswell video. Mm-hmm. And we're in a strip club. And he has a full... Uh, I think it's a hard front, but he has like a full wig on and we're supposed to be playing douchebags, which is why I think it's a hard front that <laughs> drag him. <laughs> well, no, he, it, the wig was installed. It was like a whole thing, but I think it was a hard front. And so we did that. Now I, I, you see that photo? Oh my God. I'll Can- post it to the, again, canceled, canceled, cancel. I'm working. I didn't even notice the one the in beard. your beard. Right, exactly. Because it's so far down your titty. But tell us about your dress today. What? My dress? Dress. Your dreads. My dress? I don't have any dreads. Yeah, you, yeah do. you do. You're wearing full dress. Don't lie to the listeners. <laughs> Stop. Everyone knows that. <laughs> We know cultural appropriation when we see no, it. No, I don't have dreads. I have a bald spot. I'm balding. I can't have dreads. So Work. I then, we spent a lot of time getting the braids in. He does have a bald spot. Let me tell you, he sent me a picture of him at the gym, but it was like in a mirror. And in the mirror behind him, you can see the bald spot. I'm, you can see it right <laughs> up in that mirror. And did you respond, that's cute to me? Do you know anything about going bald? Yes. <laughs> Um, I do, but I'm going bald up front. I'm me too. I'm going to be like Teresa Judice. I'm now Tyra Banks. <laughs> like you're all forehead. It's all yeah. forehead now. Like I gain a finger like every year. Oh, I haven't even started. But you never it. wear hair. You just shave it, right? Yeah. Now, yeah. now I do. Now. To disguise the fact that I'm you like and balding. Both now are just like these like egg peanut heads. Yeah. Okay, Wait, but so I just need Trixie. to oh, tell you- the end of the story. Which is I left the cornrows in after the shoot because I had a show later that week. And I was like, if they're done, I might as well wear them out. Mm-hmm. Shocking. I wore them out to a club. In between that, I went and hooked up with a man. I was very nervous about my hair because it had beads on it, if you could recall from that photo. <laughs> and about six or seven of those little uh, beads on the end. So I tied my hair up in a bandana. No. And then I put a hat on over it. <laughs> 
And then I went to this man's house to hook up with him. And I turned my hat backwards. I'm sucking his dick. And he's trying to take. And I was like, nah, I got to leave this on. And he was like, what? And then we were fucking. And I was like, I just. And then literally, like, I was sweating. Like, my, so everything sort of came off. And he was like, what? And I just I just lied to him. I was like, I'm working on a movie right now. And I need to have this hair in. Because I was so embarrassed. I was so embarrassed for like multiple reasons and then also having beads on your hair is like hard when you're trying to like do stuff mm-hmm. like they knock around so anyways that was an embarrassing and he is a dude who is so hot to me we fucked in new york then he moved to chicago and i saw him in chicago when i was traveling i've bumped into him so many times and all i ever want to do is have sex with him again and he has never shown interest after that time <gasps> oh but that was like the third time that we had hooked up and so on the third time I show up with crazy hair. I mean, things well, he happen. can see the crazy. Queer artists, you know, we like to have fun. With yeah, we like to have fun. Yeah. I love that you call him an artist. Thank you. <laughs> um, so you, Meepo wanted to ask you about Trixie. And why you're coming for her gig with the makeup. With the makeup. Well, uh, I mean, we we don't even sell the same product. No, did you outsell her? You outsold her. I don't know what our sales are. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Yeah, that's not something something they do. You're not not on the board. did you hear about? Okay, we're probably going to edit this out. But Alyssa and Trinity having the fight over the bank account. Oh, my God. What if y'all did that over the makeup? (laughs) No, no, but, but I mean, you guys like, didn't even release the same thing. And also, it's like a different price point. Like, yours, mm-hmm. it's crazy that your palette is as extensive as it is. And it's for, big. It's huge. There's so much product in it. Yeah, and it's not, like, crazy expensive. Because I just didn't want it to be, like, another, like, quote-unquote, like, celebrity makeup line where it's, like, overpriced and you get little product. Where you pay, like, $90 for, like, seven colors. Like, there's, like... How much is your palette? $28. $28. Like, I wanted this to be, like... A lot of Good colors. products that hefty. are cheap. Hefty. It's hefty. I mean, I held one. I still don't have one, but Whoa. I held one. Why didn't oh. you steal one from the party? I did, and then I gave it to Pinche, thinking oh. that in my gift bag there was another one, but it was just a mirror. Awkward. <laughs> well, I'll get you another one, girl. I got you. <laughs> I got you. Awkward. <laughs> Um, but, but so, yeah, anyways, fans like to like, we're like, oh, Kim is coming for a Trixie's gig, but like, we are not competing. She's doing She's not my competition. I'm not a competition. Yeah. Wow. She is not your competition. Now, what about. Message received. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> who, who else has like, a makeup line? Willem has Coverboy uh-huh. now. Miss Fame. Miss Fame has her own line. Yeah. Alyssa did that Alyssa thing. Alyssa did with... a thing with Anastasia, and that thing is $60, but I will tell you, the black in there is the best black I've ever used. Oh, well, did really you try good. Onyx from the uh, Kimchi Shake Beauties Rainbow Stars palette? Wow. Rainbow Don't have it. Rainbow Shart? Rainbow Shart. Yeah, they're yeah. called Rainbow Shart. Really? It's the, yeah. <laughs> it's the liquid. Now, I have been using those like to base out where I glitter, and they are amazing. <laughs> I like the gold one. Look at you. You better do it out here mogling. We're trying. I they're... Also, can you can use it as a lip thing. You're not supposed to, but I did, and it's great. You know, drag, there's no rules. There's no rules. Put you it in your eyeball if you want. Don't actually put it in your eyeball. Don't put it in your eyeball. Yeah, eyes. yeah. <laughs> Please don't sue me. Oh, my me. God, wait. So the same day as your makeup launch, you went to the fucking Lakers game. This yes. is the thing that everybody was cra- like sending me the weirdest messages. So you were, uh, what was it, an unofficial coach or like a... Oh, uh, like a... T- Honorary team captain. Honorary what it team was, captain. Yep. So do they she, do this every game? They have an honorary. So they do team it once captain? a year for like their like pride event. Yeah. So she was the honorary team captain for pride. She went out, shook LeBron James's I hand. I saw the video. Did all this stuff. Went back, sat down. They do all like the cameras and like on the audience and stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, 
it went to her and Tony to take a photo, like to kiss on the kiss cam, and she wouldn't kiss her. And then who was it? Gus Kenworthy. Gus Kenworthy turned around and kissed her on the kiss cam. And at, after the game, I texted her and I was like, "What was it like shaking LeBron James's hand?" And she was like, "I don't know who that is." <laughs> Gus Kenworthy kissed me. I was like, "LeBron James is like the most famous, famous basketball person. player ever," and you're just like, "Never, don't, I don't even know." What did you do out on the court? Did you call the coin toss? No. So they're like, "All right, you're going to be on our team." Kept and get out there and I'm like I went out there she walked out onto the court and <laughs> clomp 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 I saw the video down. it's enormous and she just walks out there and like no one in that I was up in the nosebleed and you could see her from the, up there and it was but insane. no one told me what I was supposed to do and did any of them even interact with you but they were like looking at me and I was like hi and I didn't know what to do so I just shook everyone's hand <laughs> It wasn't even like a sign. She was just like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then nodded, and then you looked at the camera, and, and then nodded. everybody left, and, and the camera was still on me. She was just standing in the middle of the court. It was the funniest thing. All what? myself, like, we... and then I was like, "Am I done?" So I like slowly turned around. Like, slowly walked back to my seat, and that was it. Yeah. How many of those experiences where you're like, what the fuck? Like, like I can just, I imagine that right <coughs> now, drag drag's so hot, you know? It is. That I, mean, I can imagine that there are many companies and Hollywood studios and, like, whatever, where they go, like, maybe we'll get a drag queen. And yes. upon, like, yeah. quick Googling, like, you are in the top list of people. So I assume you get these, like, random requests, like, through your management that are like, we want Kim to blah, blah, blah. Like, yep. I, I, what do you? What are some of the weird ones? Well, this is my thing. Like, I'm happy for all the opportunities I get, but I don't want to do something where I'm going to be treated as a prop. Right, yes. Because that's, like, a trend now, you know, like – Drag, Drag queen and club kids as a prop. Yeah. You know, like, and it's a good exposure for you, is, you know, like what they say, but mm-hmm. for, it's not even about the exposure. I just don't want to feel like I'm like a background to these like straight people to make it seem like they're inclusive. Yeah. Right. And they don't even like say hi or talk to you on yes. set. Um, I'm sure other girls have like different experiences that are amazing with other artists, but um, yeah. For- I also think a lot of girls in those experiences, no offense, but I did like a music video for someone and Everyone got so excited that Katy Perry came over and talked to us for like 2.5 minutes. Mm-hmm. I like that, that you just the... tried to make it anonymous and then immediately said her well, name. Well, because I was like, who cares? <laughs> but then like, they, she just, it, it and they wasn't cut like you out she of the cared. Video. They cut us out. We were there to be like background, like just like a joke. And mm-hmm. I knew that the whole time I was there. And when she came over and gave us like a puny, like, hi guys. I was like, this is, that is her gay rights moment. Like you it's know, to come and say rights. hi. Get a photo and then walk away. I was like, we were a prop for a photo for her. <laughs> but is it mostly like, hey, be in this music video or like be on set for this thing? Or is it like weird shit like come to the Lakers game? Like, are there other <laughs> things like that? Oh, uh, totally. Um, I'm trying to think like what was like the weirdest request I've gotten. Come back to me. I okay. Have come, you ever come done jet skiing? Because I was just talking about, mm-hmm. uh, and I don't know if you want to talk about this, but I was on Tony Soto's podcast and we talked about Nina West giving the cake to Megan McCain. Oh, right. And to me, I'm not sure. That to me could have been one of those jobs. And I've had those jobs where you show up and they're just like, yeah, you're just going to be kind of like doing stuff. And then you get there and then all of a sudden there's like a timeline of things that they want you to do. Right. And they're like, oh, yeah, so you need to go hand this person this shot. Or you don't know what the script is. What's going on? And I was like, I could see that being that situation. And then you're there and they're like, hey, here's a cake. You have to go say happy birthday to Meghan McCain. And like, you're in a situation where you can't be like, well, I don't want to do that because they've already paid you and you're already there. Right. Oh. You know what I mean? Yeah. What's the weirdest thing that you've like shown up to a gig and they've asked you to do when you weren't 
you were just like, oh, wait, what am I doing? I probably I get maybe when I did watch What Happens Live on Bravo. Oh, were you the bartender? Yes. Oh, my and God. I didn't realize like, and no one explained to me like what that would entail either. But it was just like me like standing behind the bar. Yeah, and then like they would cut to you and ask you a question. No, they didn't even ask me a oh, question. They, never... <laughs> they often don't. They're just like, and bartending tonight is kimchi, yeah. and then it was you like have to the be day... there all night. It was like the day after like um like the finale for like season eight aired. Oh, okay. And oh. I was like right in New York for that. And afterwards, Andy Corner wouldn't even get a picture with me. So I literally felt like garbage being there. Oh. <laughs> That's sad. That is sad. That was really Are sad. Are you still mad that Bob won? No, not I'm at just all. Kidding. <laughs> Rude. No, I, but the big thing, the big overarching question that I have about season eight is like mm -hmm. the narrative on season eight was that you weren't out to your family, that people didn't know you were a drag queen. Mm -hmm. There was also that narrative of you were then the first korean drag queen on national american television mm -hmm. you also now have since gone back and like played gigs in korea yes and and like what is that experience been like now that we're sort of three three years four years out from years? Yeah. that whole thing because you do it's carry you do years. represent something mm -hmm. out in the world fat asses yeah, <laughs> Badass Badass. No, honestly, like I have nothing bad to say about the whole experience yeah. because every single dream that I had came true. I wanted to open up my own makeup line, done, which happened. I wanted to like go to Korea and perform, which happened. Amazing. I wanted, you know, what's like, it like performing in Korea? So, um, the first time I went, it like sold out so quickly, and there was like a people like lined up down the street, That's like waiting awesome. to get in. And every time I've gone back, it's been the same way. So, wow. yeah, it's amazing. I never thought it would happen. That's so crazy. Like, I didn't even know people, they had drag race in Korea, but they do. And I go back to my hometown and everyone just ignores me. They ask where your mom is. They ask, yeah, they're like, where's your mom? She's the fun one. Mm. <laughs> <sighs> anyway, should we take a break and yeah. move on to our next segment? All right. Bye. Okay, we're back. We're back. And now okay. it's time for my favorite segment, but you need to go into describing what's going on. I will, but the segment is called Food Break. I like food. Do you like I food? I love food. Okay. Don't get too full on these snacks. So um we had we had reached out to or we told everyone that if you want it, they're different. Uh we told everyone that if you had recommendations for snacks, our listeners, mm -hmm. that they could um uh, tell us or, or send them, them to us. And so I actually, this is from a guy named Graham who lives in Boise, who I gave my home address to because he generously let me stay at his house for three days when oh. I was there for a music Did festival. Touch his okay. No, Did him and it? him and his partner are nice. And um, Did you don't punch his fart box. There was. <laughs> He's super into fisting. What did you just say? Punch his fart Did you box. Tongue punch his fart. Tongue box? punch his fart box. Where you wow. Eat I don't know that. So, this is, I got this in the mail the other day. It says, Big D Meatball et al. So, you're the, you're et, the et al. All right. Would you describe this? Um, what appears to be a homemade card. With a just a nude photo glued to the front. Now, what are we seeing here? Kim, Kim that is D. The whole, the whole card is very beige. Very. It's like, I would call that. Tone. It looks like it's like made from like recycled materials. So, I appreciate that. Uh huh. They're being very resourceful. 
carrying water environment. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I wonder uh-huh. where this photo is from. It's from Do a magazine. you see anything on the front? <laughs> In the back. On the front, there's just a photo of a nude man with a very there's wrinkly a, penis. There's, yeah, you. His penis looks like Freddy Krueger's face. Is it the sticky putty that they used to? Like- no, it's like rubber cement. It's glue, but I'm trying to it's see. It's just what- from a porno mag? I'm trying to see what's on the back. Oh, That's your friend, Smiley. Ooh, I don't like that at all. I always think it's so funny when they <laughs> smile so much in the porno picture. Yeah. Okay, so this is the note. Little, you should think that your parents are going to say Hey, Davis. Wait, can you do a dramatic reading? I am. That, didn't you like my dramatic <laughs> voice? <laughs> hey, Davis. Here's an assortment of candies from the Idaho Candy Company who has been making chocolates in downtown Boise since 1909. Something I learned in touring, they hate it when us out-of-towners say Boise with a Z. They like it Boise. Boise. And it came with a lot of information about uh, the factory, so I can't wait to read up on this. Idaho Spud Bar, Idaho Huckleberry it's the Idaho Gems. Idaho Candy Company, the history of the Idaho Institution. Cherry Cocktail Old Faithful. This is from <coughs> Graham and Matt. So thank you, Graham and Matt. Well, Thank I'm you. excited to try these little bars. Let's crack in. Turn it out. Boise's it's... really big into guns. Boise really? Loves a Have gun. you ever been? I, when I, you go I to the airport, oh, a bunch. Wow. <laughs> oh, it does say it's stuff about lot. like check your guns, right? Well, yeah, like in the, everywhere in the airport, like in big like giant posters, that's like you can't bring guns to the airport. Right. And when I had a show there in the theater, this like young kid who was working the concession just casually had a gun like tucked into his jeans. Girl, they got that open carry law. Okay, so there's the Idaho Spud. Talking bar. to your microphone. There's the Idaho Spud <laughs> bar, which looks like it's got a little co- uh, coconut and cocoa and marshmallow. Can it, am I able to open it? Yeah, yeah you, sure. Yeah, it's t- it's yours to eat. There's multiple. I of want each one of one. the cherry ones. I keep that fucking. Oh, I'm gonna have an Old Faithful. Okay. Now the Old Faithful is named after the famous geyser in Yellowstone National Park. <laughs> the Old Faithful bar has Whoa. milk chocolate, roasted peanuts, and vanilla. That Ooh. looks like a dick, Kim. It does, what? like a BBC. Wow. I'm going to just crack yeah. right on into I'm going to go for face. the Old Faithful. Oh, that, that is chocolate. Old Let Faithful. me tell you about Whoa. peanut cluster. Whoa, that looks like shit. That <laughs> looks like actual dookie. <laughs> like literal shit. That looks like a baby dookie, baby. Take a bite. Mm. Whoa. Is it good? Mm-hmm. I don't like artificial cherries. What about this one? Huckleberry gems. Yeah, this says with whole cherry center. Yeah, but like whole cherry center, like the cherries have been like sitting in like sugar water. Oh, yeah. They're neon pink. No, they're like maraschino cherries. Oh, wait. This one that... has like marshmallow on the inside. Idaho. Yeah, fun. that one's marshmallow on the inside. Oh. Coconut on the outside. Now, I'm taking a bite out of the huckleberry gems. Let I'm me, hoping let me there's get, some let me huckle- get There it is. What That's is a huckleberry? One. Now, a huckleberry. And not only a book, Huckleberry Finn. It's a. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Huckleberry gems include two gems: Huckleberry flavored marshmallow cream. Huckleberry Finn. Huckleberry Finn. <laughs> she just yells for no reason. I don't. I mean, okay. I'm gonna say it. the chocolate is good. I'm I'm not a fan of a sweet filling unless it's a donut. I like that cherry cherry cocktail one. But the Huckleberry one is not it's not on my nerves. It's good. You know what I'll say also into flavor. Just about this whole scenario this whole spread in general. These look like candy bars from like 
some TV show, like some art director. You know what yeah. I mean? They don't look like real. Look like, like three company. Out. Like they'll be eating just like far side. Exactly, yeah. and I appreciate that. I feel like this I is like, like the aesthetic. Uh, the, aesthetic. Old, the vintage. So thank you, Graham and Matt, and thank check you so out much, Matt. the Idaho Candy Company at idahospud.com. And if you share this podcast, one lucky subscriber will get our leftovers mailed. Will you? Ooh. If you want to handle the logistics of that, you <laughs> do that when you also mail Meatball her palette. Yeah! Her right. palette. Now it's time. Your no, palette. But her to own. She needs, she needs one. Now it's time for our next segment, our final segment of the show. It's called Fuck Talk. Now, another narrative that we learned on Drag Race was that at the time of filming, you were a virgin. You were a virgin mm-hmm. four years ago. But now exactly. you out here punching kitty, kitties up? No. Punching the kitty cats? <laughs> What'd you Jeez. say? Tongue fuck a fart hole? Tongue punch a fart bob. <laughs> Tongue punch a fart bob. Are you so getting a lot no of dick longer, on the road? You're no longer a virgin. Um, still a half virgin. What does that mean? It doesn't mean, and I'm just kidding. kimchi oh, and uh, the half virgin no, prince. No, it's like, uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, like I've my... definitely been um experimenting, but not a lot. Uh huh. Um, I'm celibate, but not by choice. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? Ever hire someone? But you're like, yeah. Have you ever hired a hooker? Because I did once, and it was great. Really? Yeah, girl. Oh yeah. Where do you, you go to, to tell them what to do? Where do you go to buy these hookers? Online. Well, you can get them online. Do you just Google? Like no, rentmen.com, or you can ask a friend who knows hookers. I'm sure you have some friends who know some sex workers. I mean, I know a lot of sex workers, but I just never- You don't want to have sex with the sex workers that you know. Yeah. That's always uncomfortable. Yeah. You got to find somebody. It's actually a really empowering experience. Yeah, because really. you get to like, because set up what you want. And it you takes the pressure them. off. Mm. Yeah. You can like send them pictures of yourself beforehand, so you can just be like, hey, this is my body. If you're not interested, like, if, if you're not interested in having sex with me, like, then let's call it off. Yeah. So you can find someone so that you're not nervous about it. Cause like that's, I feel like that was my thing. I was like worried about my body, but now I'm like, well, eh, I don't know. Have it. Are they expensive? Like $300 for an hour. So oh. I, I guess on your palette budget, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on just... your makeup line budget, you're probably, you could probably get six in one night. I feel like they should deserve more than $300. For... Some of them Some charge, of them a, charge lot a lot more, more than that. But other people don't. Anyways. So um, the going rate is 300 So you don't well, have. I made him dress up like Superman. Okay. We're not going to tell the we story. We tell the story every time. <laughs> all the time. Now you. So so you maybe don't have a, a, like a, a story to tell us for our fuck talk segment. Um, No. I mean well, like I put out like feelers like all right listen guys. I'm gay and single. Please someone ask me on a date. I put it on Twitter. I put it on Instagram. And guess what? But I think because you're so funny online, people may not. Yeah, and I take that seriously. People want to meet mm. you; they don't necessarily want to meet Kim. You're right. You know what I mean? Or they're too intimidated anymore. You're like a. You like to do things during the day and like have like. I become such like an old man. I like to do things during the day and then at nighttime. I like to go to bed at like eleven. And there ain't nothing wrong with that, dude. <laughs> no, I went to bed okay at fucking nine fifteen. Last yeah, I went to bed at nine thirty two nights ago. It's great. Ready. Yeah, it's so fun. I mean, we had a. I mean, but there's you could find someone that would what, go to like a little arcade. Also, with you, if you don't want to have you sex, in the bathroom, <laughs> using one of the ping pong balls. If you don't want to have sex, that's also great. I mean, it's not that I don't want to have sex. It's just um, yeah, I just it's, it's a lot of work, you know. You it know, is. but also like you know, 
if you're like I guess not buying it, you know, there's like a lot of games that you have to play like before that happens. Yeah, you and, can't just be like, I think that you're hot. You think that I'm hot. Let's mm-hmm. fuck. It's got to be like, oh, and let's also I don't have like, dinner. Let's have a conversation. <coughs> let's talk. And also, I don't like the idea of like someone be like, oh, I just fuck kimchi. Right. Or, you yeah. know, and you know, like, yeah, I don't know. I don't, but I think a lot of. Uh, on the opposite end of the spectrum, I think a lot of people get off on that. Like, I think a lot of people like using their drag celebrity to, like, pull in a hot guy. And mm. they're okay with them walking. Like, not saying that there's anything. There's also, pl- this is the wild thing about the world. You, in a certain moment, anywhere you go, everyone will know exactly who you are. Yeah. And then, obviously, and you've probably experienced this a ton in your life, you can also go places where no one has any idea who you are. Yep. And- like the bathhouse. Or, no, I just mean, like, out in the world, too. Yeah. But also a bathhouse. So, sure. if there's any listeners that are listening to this right now, <laughs> I'm being totally serious. What What can if I? What are you looking for? If you're gay, single, available, and if you're into chunky Asians, if you don't have a mess problem. Um, a mess problem? Mess. Mess. Uh, <laughs> now you're being rude. <laughs> and you like to brush your teeth regularly. Yes. Um, please hit me up. And are you looking also, on a date? Games? Or are you trying to, like, suck dick? I'm fi- I'll take anything at this point right now. Anything. So at you know this what? Point. Hit me up. Tell me what you want, and let's make it happen. Rich chunky Asians. You have to <laughs> specify. Am I rich? Yes. And you're not getting a pallet at the end of it. <laughs> There's no There's gift. No bag. gift bags. Okay. Well. Okay. Well, because of that, we Dipper. I will give this one to him. Made a phone call line, so now people can call in mm-hmm. and give us their sex story. So if you. Want to call in and give us a sex story? The number to reach us at is 213 9180. I will tell you that on the Tony Soto's show podcast, when I recited that, I was so high, I thought I said too many numbers. <laughs> and I said, good luck. We smoked three joints and I gave the number at the end of the podcast, and that's like a 45 minute podcast. I was lit. Okay, so here is the first story of someone who called in. Unfortunately, they called in and gave us a longer story, and it got cut off or something. I don't know. But no, they gave us a boring story, which we're not going to play, but this is the other one. So I don't remember your name, but r- just know this. If you're calling in to the number that is... You should be entertaining and quick. And quick, because you only got three minutes max, and you know how I hate a long story. Okay, so let's listen to this one. Okay. So I have another good story that I think you two can enjoy. So I've always had this fantasy of sleeping with my professor okay. and um, never had the courage to actually do it until my sophomore year. So I actually went to Loyola Marymount University and um, I was taking a psych class and I won't name the professor, but I knew instantly that he was gay and he knew that I was gay. And we kind of both, I fucked each other literally the first day of class. And I knew something was going to come out of this. So one day I'm on scruff and I noticed someone who like has like the half, like their top half of their face is cut off. And I'm like, wait a minute, that looks kind of like my professor. So I get a message and he's like, hey. And I'm like, hey, what's up? Like, acting like I don't know who this is. Hey, hey what's up? And what's up? he sends me a dick pic, and I'm like... That passed. Rock hard, because I'm like, this is my fantasy, and I'm going to live my fantasy. And so he ends up 
he fucking knows that I'm like, he knows who I am. So he's like, hey, why don't you come over to my classroom? So now the, the game's off. He, like, the facade is like, we know, we both know, like, I'm in his class. And so I walk over to his class <laughs> and he locks the door and starts taking off his clothes. In the classroom? And boy, oh boy, did I have. Not boy, oh boy. The best. <laughs> oh, boy, boy, oh boy. <laughs> and, um, to make things more interesting, she actually did a little bit of role playing. So, I, like, I told him, I'm like, this has been my fantasy and you're making all of my dreams come true. And he actually choked me with his tie, <laughs> which was kind of hot. I love that, like, he actually choked so, me with his tie. <laughs> that. Also, it's, doesn't, it's not role play. He is he your, is your teacher. teacher. It was, it was real. <laughs> That's amazing. And also, in my uh, deep dive, I know that you, Kim, spoke at Loyola. Did you not? Didn't you do a college gig where you... Ask her to remember every gig she's ever done. <laughs> Probably, yeah. Wait, wh- wait, what happened? That He said he went to Loyola. Oh. You were that teacher. <laughs> <laughs> you choked him with I the I called time. in. <laughs> told the <a> story. <laughs> Okay. Um, That's amazing. I love this new feature. I do too. Should so, we do one or two? That's well, the question. Well, you should do two. I feel like you need more. You want you more? Want well, so one? here's something uh, that has been happening, mm-hmm. which is you know I'm I, I'm pretty slutty uh, in an enjoyable, fun way. And Meatball used to be, but now he's booed well, up. Well, I have something to say about this because someone tweeted Go ahead us and, and scream like, on the that. reason that y'all are doing this is because you're out of sex stories and Meatball's in it. And I was like, listen. This is our second fucking podcast. The last one was like 70 episodes, and this one we're on our 70? 20. I don't know. How many was it? We did like 14. Wh- no. Yeah. Anyways. Anyway. <laughs> we did three seasons. Two se- Either way. I don't care. I don't want to talk about it. I'm, how wanna, many crazy? Listen, you don't want to talk about it. You want to yell about it. Some of y'all don't even have one crazy sex story, and we had enough to fill up at least 20 episodes. <coughs> so I'm sorry, but it's not because I'm in a committed relationship it's because how many times can you have crazy sex how many times and can, many you, times sell can that, you tell a story about tell it that superman exactly story. story see i may not have so like... y'all can go fuck yourselves with your fucking comments about me being boy <laughs> y'all can all eat my fucking hole i've lived a life okay. diva y'all sitting in fucking idaho eating candy spuds <laughs> this, telling this me is... i ain't shit you ain't shit diva this you is... ain't shit <laughs> This See, isn't Doctor Phil. I may like not have like crazy sex stories, but I have like a lot of crazy like bad gig stories. Yeah. Well, I asked you a hundred times. You said come back to me. No, you asked me about like <laughs> if I got any offers that are weird. Wait, what's a bad gig story? Ooh, I don't know where to begin. All right, let me start with this one. <laughs> okay. Chicago. Pro- are, wait, are you wearing that shirt of Tatiana crying? Yes. Oh my god. I wore it just for you. Okay. I let's love start. It. Let's start with this one. Chicago Pride. Chicago Pride. Okay, so it was a year that Jennifer Hudson was scheduled to perform there. And somehow she was like four hours late uh-huh. in her hometown. So then they kept sending like all the drag performers out, you know, like just to like fill time until Jennifer Hudson comes. They're like, oh, what song do you know that's on Spotify? <laughs> totally. So then around like four o'clock or so, um, there was like a pouring like torrential downpour. Mm. And the entire like um, festival ground is evacuated. And but all the drag queens. They weren't like letting us go. They're like, you're not leaving in case like the water clears up. Like the show needs to go on. So then they put 13 of us in a one tiny trailer. Oh my god! And so we we're there for two hours. 
Um, and then it starts to leak. And then there's no. like water everywhere. And we're like cuddling up, like huddle up together. Oh my God. Just like trying to get paid. <laughs> so then we tell the. We tell the organizer, okay, so we are so hungry and thirsty. Could you please bring us something? You know, yeah. since we're just like in trailer, full drag, wearing giant costumes, huddled up together. I hate this story. So then they go to the catering and bring back half drank bottle of white wine and hands us a little tray of lunch meat that has three pieces of roast beef and Fire half festival. loaf. Fire festival. There are 13 of us and half loaf of dry white bread. He would have been catching these hands. And they're like, I'm sorry, but, you know, the weather might clear, but the weather never clears up. And we're there for two more hours before we're finally released. Oh, my fucking God. I mean, you know, fans can come for drag queens professionally all you want, but also, like, there's so many promoters and, like, organizers mm. that are just so absolutely shitty to work with. And quick to sue. Yeah. Quick, ah! <laughs> quick to sue. Oh, my God. Well, thank you. So I guess we don't need the second sex story. Yeah, because we got that one about three curtains of roast beef. Yeah, or do you want me to hit play? Yeah, hit play. Okay, here's the next sex story. (laughs) Yeah, I want to hear more. Did you start a fight with that promoter, though? Because I've recently learned that sometimes you just got to put your foot down. No, because then if you do, all they have to do is say, like, oh, when she was here, she was such a bitch, I'm professional. To, like, the next queen that comes in town. Exactly, and then that queen texts you and is like, heard you were a bitch here. Or, you know, like, that queen, like, goes on Twitter and be like, I hear, like, rumors that, you know, all these queens are, like, acting out of line. Well, and then that's why I oftentimes send a text message to someone else to contact them to do it. Because I don't want to be the one yelling. Because I go straight to screaming. See, like, my I love to be professional at gigs because I don't want to give anybody a reason to talk shit about me. Yeah. You know? I agree. Same. (laughs) Okay, let's hear this other one. Hey, Big Dipper. Hey, Meatball. Uh, I saw that you wanted fun sex stories, so I have one that happened to me kind of recently. (laughs) So when I first came out in my freshman year of college, one of the first guys I talked to was a twin. Like, he had an identical twin, and they were both gay. And the one I was seeing was, like, this cool, like, nerdy guy kind of guy next door. And, like, we kind of fooled around and stuff, never fully, like, fucked or anything. Uh, and we're just going on dates for, like, a month and a half. And then he fucking ghosted me. And I was, like, super fucked up by that. And a I was like, wow, thanks for, you know, setting the tone for all my future encounters when it comes to gay dating. But, you know, I got over it. Whatever. And then, like, two years go by and we end up, like, reconnecting. And we hook up a couple of times. And we, like, actually fully fucked this time. Which, um... Wasn't that great because he uh, was like a three pump chump. Like I'm not kidding. The last time we had sex, uh, literally three strokes in, and he came. And like I mean, you Sometimes know, I want that. I okay. guess this, you know this bussy good or whatever. But like I guess he was embarrassed or something. And uh, I literally never hooked up with him bussy. again. And I didn't talk to him again for like a year and a half when he started Snapchatting me. Like nudes, like literally nudes and like videos of him with his boyfriend who he lives with now and they've been in a relationship for like a long while now and they're not open or anything like that. I mean, I'm kind of a messy bitch that lives for the drama. So like, I guess I'm kind of at fault for it too, but you know what? Whatever. I mean, I'll accept these damn nudes and these damn sex videos. Fuck it. Um, so he will randomly hit me up when he's horny and like want to exchange nudes and videos and shit, which like, whatever. I'm down. Whatever. Okay. So a few weeks back, <laughs> I get a message on Grinder, and it's a familiar face. 
And I'm like, oh, what's up? What's good? And he's like, oh, like, I need a hot, submissive ass right now, which, like, I mean, sounds, you know, just like me. So I'm like, hell yeah, you know, come over. So he gets there oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, at my place. And it's his fucking twin brother, which, I mean, I knew at the beginning, but, you know, like I said, I mean, hey, if you're going to be problematic and, like, send me snaps and shit uh, while you're in an exclusive relationship with your live-in boyfriend, then um, I'm going to fuck your twin brother. And so I did. I brought <laughs> I him up to my room, this guy's twin brother, <laughs> and what gets me was that he was so much better than his ori- the original guy, than his twin brother. Well, like, this guy bro- ate my ass so good. It was so damn hot but here's the thing they do have the same uh penis size which is um very average and fine you know stop the motion of the ocean but um he also came in less than like five minutes so i guess they oh, oh. cut off oh, oh yeah you only you got under three, you minutes, under three minutes you better start a timer on your phone when you start chatting away deeps uh, like you're in a relationship and you know you're sending me news so i fucked your mom <laughs> 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 yeah, I mean, I think it's a great story. I'm, I, I, I think the idea of twins is like hot. Yeah, I mean, this one was like a but little I can't more. Watch twin porn. I will. Yeah, uh, that's so gross to me. Yeah, because yeah. it's incest. Yeah, but I think the. I think. Well, w- yeah. No, <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, it's yeah. incest. No. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Tell us about Texas. Wait. 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 If they're wait. They're not touching each other. No, it's... Okay, so because well, they're in the same room and it's all part of the same act? I don't know. I guess if they're not touching each other. I don't, if your brother was gay, would you want to be in an orgy with him? No. Even if you're touching each other? No. See? But I messed up in the head. <laughs> well, I guess we've done well, it. We've really, <laughs> we've really done it. <laughs> are you, uh, you going to promote this episode on your Instagram? I could. I could? <laughs> that not answer. Yes, not enough. Okay, so I guess I have to talk to your publicist. <laughs> um, yeah, well, right, well, fingers crossed that you let people know. That <laughs> she's just going to keep doing that because she's not going to post about it. I am. Oh right, thank you so much for coming all the way downtown, Kimberly. Thank you. This is the part where we have to take like an awkward photo. Hey, just shot a podcast with Kimchi. Yeah, we all say this, like, recorded. We don't say shot. We don't do it at the table. We do it over at the. At the and house. guess but what? Yeah, oh, you actually do that. that. Mary okay. Cherry was here, and she, she came, came in full fully in drag. drag. She had done a Mickey's the night before, and then came in full drag. And she said, "Well, I know we take a photo." Can you believe? Dedicate. Can you believe? Can you believe? Wait, wait, Chelsea. It's me, Chelsea from Southwark. I found that wig when I was moving. It is a disaster. Oh, bring her back. I will. I've been asking you. I I don't <laughs> ask a lot out of my friends, but I just make this one request that you bring Guinevere and Chelsea back. Oh my God, it's just a lot of work to be so funny. It's not a lot of work. You put a wig on your head and, and don't you paint your them. face and <laughs> yeah. you're talking to your phone. It's actually the easiest thing you could do. <laughs> anyway, find me at all my socials at Spiciest Meatball or at Fat Drag Meatball on Twitter. And I'm at Big Dipper Jelly. And Kimberly, where can everyone She's find you? She's got plenty of followers. She's fine. Kimchi Chic. At Miss Fame. Uh, <laughs> but also, you got to follow the Kimchi Chic Beauty. Beauty, yes, please. Instagram. What's it's that? Fun one? And there's a. Kimchi Chic Beauty. Yes, that's okay. my makeup lines. Um, Instagram <laughs> handle. Kimchi Chic Beauty. Same across all board. Twitter, Instagram, even TikTok. 
Do you have a TikTok? I don't, but my makeup but line makeup do. Line hey! <laughs> Who runs it? What's her name? Natalie? Tiffany. Me. Oh, okay. <laughs> you should see the side eye she just gave. All right. Thank you so much for coming. Let's get the fuck out of here. Woo! Did a loop doop forever. No. Sloppy Seconds with Big Dipper and Meatball is a Forever Dog podcast. Executive produced by Joe Cilio, Brett Boehm, and Alex Ramsey. Our logo art was drawn by Christian Cimarron. And our theme song was written by Mike Malarkey. Forever! Forever.